what is happening, my dudes? What's up? We're doing another metaphysical shower thoughts. We should get like a toilet flushing sound for our metaphysical shower thoughts. No, it should be shower sounds. I know, but shower flushing the tower toilet when I'm in the shower. It's I counterintuitive. W- Why? Makes the shower hot. What the hell do you mean? I only had that happen once and it didn't make the shower hot. It actually made the shower cold since that Regardless, time. Regardless, was it a comfortable experience? No, it was not. No sh- no, no flushing noises. Somebody on our Instagram messaged us and said, you're... A towel. No. L- okay, let me find it. <laughs> Hang on. Entertain the people while I find the thing that the person said to us that I think about every day now. No, don't tell me what to do. What? It's in here somewhere. And I just need to tell this person same because I get it. Okay, Eric says, every time I see your videos, I end up having an existential crisis or I feel anxiety. <laughs> Eric, same, same, every day. We make the content and I leave after recording it in whatever form that we give it to you guys. And I'm like, is my life a lie? Does anything mean anything? Am nope. I a towel? Just yes, for sure. A towel in the bed, bath in the beyond. If you guys are new to the podcast, I'm Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. Didn't we do this already? Yeah. And we are your meta sidekicks. Your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, paranormal, spiritual, and in between. So metaphysical shower thoughts is when we talk about the things that we think about while in the shower. So we're talking about protection today and not the uh, weird kind, but the kind in which people ask us all the time because we're psychic mediums. How do you protect your energy if you're so open that you can talk to souls themselves? I thought I was talking to only demons. Yeah, that's what most people think, that we just talk to demons. When people say that, I'm like, I could talk to a demon if you would like me to, but His I don't name think that's what you mean. Is Beezle Bob from accounting. Beelzebub. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Em's like, let's talk about, uh, what is it? You just How said you protect protection. your energy. And I was like, oh, that's a good topic. I don't have anything constructive to say because I don't actually protect my energy. When people ask me about how I do I just pro- things. protection things, I protect myself by doing absolutely nothing counterintuitive or the next best thing you decide. Or the fact that she doesn't realize she has <laughs> things that she uses to protect her energy, but pretends that it's not happening (laughs) yes so that's how i deal with it or i deal with things that scare me with jokes so well the first thing that she told me in which she uses to protect her energy since she was a child is you guys know it and i know it the door that she used to talk about i didn't think that that was a protection thing that's it's why I was like a literal <laughs> wall between your energy and everyone else's because when people ask you that it's not a how do I protect my energy from demons it's they think that spirits are going to come up to you and talk to you constantly when you're a psychic medium because that is how it is portrayed on TV the Long Island medium she just can't help herself to go up to someone and be like your grandmother is telling me about your life let me tell you things you know what I'm saying so people just have this perception of you're always being bothered by souls. Mm. I don't... Yeah. So Liv had this door when she was a child because when she was a child, she used to see people physically in front of her. So she told her mom about it and her mom was like, how about you try imagining a door around yourself, like walls and a door, and then people have to wait at the door before they are able to speak to you. 
So that gives a little child something to visualize to get their mind and energy in check so that they can actually block things out and allow people to wait at the door. Yeah, I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. I've also just been getting in my own way following today's topic of my mediumship is changing, which we don't have to talk about that as the topic, but we can <laughs> sometimes well yeah because you were like let's talk about this let's talk about that and I was like I we could do protection but I don't protect myself and you're like you do this 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 and that and I was like well I'm glad that you remember the ways in which I apparently because told people that I to protect people myself ask all the time how do I protect my energy because people think people go on the internet and they're like how do I protect myself from like people's emotions because people talk about being empaths and like being super bogged down by holding all of these traumatic emotions that other people are feeling so they always look up on the internet and they're like if i put a white wall of light around me like everyone says surround yourself in white light then maybe things will start slowing down for me and i won't have to like deal with the emotions of other people being put on me so a lot of times when I have clients and they are doing that the wall around them is not white because white light is translated to faith it is the unyielding energy of understanding that this is not going to change so it's like the faith in God the faith in like your spouse the faith that something is but there's no reason why it is that's what makes it unyielding so a lot of times when people ask me about protection, I tell them not to do white light because it's very hard to not have the like little inkling in the back of your mind that things aren't right, that the wall's not going to protect you the way that it is. So they generally, when I see this, they put themselves in red light and red light is usually a symbol of safety and security. So that's why they're putting this red energy around themselves because they want to feel safe but they're nervous about it which is why it's not white it's red but this red energy is a lower pitch so it still brings things to them but it also makes it heavy and they do that unintentionally yes yeah well putting white light out is also extremely exhausting yeah it's really hard to do really hard because you literally can't change you can't shift your mind in the sense of oh people can affect me it's yeah. just a they can't absolutely impossible i think that's why a lot of times people will have crystals and things in their pocket because it's a way that you don't have to actually think about protecting yourself whether it's a door or a certain color of energy around yourself because that physical object emits a frequency related to something that you maybe perhaps want to emit yourself but it takes too much time conscious energy effort whatever well, it's also if you think that the stone's going to make it impossible for things to talk to you, mm -hmm. that is faith. Yeah. That is getting your energy in the right way. So it's kind of a placebo, but it works in a intention type of way. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people use stones and stuff, but there are specific stones that emit a certain energy to help you. I also feel like people can use it as a like battery almost. Because people talk about using the earth's energy as a battery. So do with that what you will. Is that like when I lay down on the floor and fall asleep? It feels real nice. Gravity stretch. No, that's when you walk around barefoot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I really <laughs> like to walk around barefoot. I don't know. I just, I haven't had a door in a while, but that's just... Because you don't need the physical implications of it anymore. Correct. So I don't even like think about it and I didn't even think about getting rid of my door it just kind of happened 
So I feel like the last time we talked about my door, I was like, it's more like a screen door. <laughs> and then it just is like gone. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> which is weird. And I just never, I didn't consciously think about making it go away. But I've been wondering since my gifts are changing perhaps lately, I was thinking that the reason I wasn't getting maybe so much information isn't because it's not there or it's something wrong with me. It's just that I tell my clients that I ask my spirit guides and the souls that I talk to for them to only give me information that is pertinent to their existence, which they're like, well, we're only going to tell you things that are pertinent to them anyways and that we're allowed to tell you. So you kind of don't need to re- like worry about that. But I don't know. I kind of sometimes feel like I don't get so much information right off the bat because I ask them, spirit, whoever's talking to me, through me, whatever, to not give me stuff unless it's important. So I feel like that's one of my walls. Is it because you tell people during your readings that when they ask information, it opens them up to receiving that information? You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Because that's what your spirit guides are telling me. Yeah. But it's a a you thing that you do. Yes. It's not a spirit's not going to give you the answer because the spirits already know what questions are going to be asked. Mm -hmm. They already know what this person is thinking and what they want information about or need information about. So they don't need to ask for the information. It's still there. You just put walls up to protect yourself from receiving information until it is asked. Correct. Because otherwise I feel like I could become overwhelmed and it wouldn't be ordered. So I may not have this door, but there's a lot of people that will ask me like, hey, I think I have psychic or medium abilities. How would you go about learning more about this or yada, yada, yada. And my biggest thing is don't let anyone ever tell you that you don't have control over how you receive information and when you receive information. Sometimes you can't control when you receive information because it's more important than anything else, which is like the Long Island medium where she like is at a grocery store and is like, hey, I really need to tell you this right now. Well, I mean, the Long Island Island medium, because she's on a TV show, they it's only not get like that, that stuff. Yeah. They make it. They have look to that ask way. the person before they're on TV. <laughs> you can't sell someone's image and likeness without their permission. Well, they have to. I think they ask them afterwards because <laughs> I've been in scenarios where I'm like, God, I need to talk to that person. But I don't because that would be weird. (laughs) And I'm not on the television and that's not how, you know, normal reality works all the time. Well, I mean, I realize, but for TV that you have to ask. Yeah. So they probably ask and then they're like, this lady is going to come and talk to you. Is that cool? And we film it. And then that happens. Yeah. So (laughs) it's not just like she's just going up to some random people and are like, yo, my dude. I mean, she is, but they're asking him first. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get it lost train of thought well we were talking about your wall that you have where people have to ask for information oh yeah i tell people that if they're going to or are worried about learning more about their mediumship or psychic abilities and they want to know how to do one thing or the other i'm like of all things whether you learn or get your information from someone else or your spirit guides help you out the thing is that you need to understand that you do have control over it and i think that is the biggest thing that i tell people of If you see something that scares you, like when I was a child and I used to see spirits physically but without faces for whatever freaking reason, I was like, that's not cool. And my mom's like, since my mom is also a psychic medium, if you guys are new, she told me that I should 
tell my spirit guides and the souls that I'm talking to that I don't appreciate being shown information that way and that they need to do it a different way. So that's kind of the control I think that I try to have about things but now I feel like it's influencing my readings and the information that I get which I don't know is good or bad. That's one of the doors that Gojo's gonna open for you. With clear cognizance? Um, you know how you have your had your door and it just randomly disappeared? Yeah. That's gonna happen. Because it's your okay, your spirit guides are not changing the information. You're just more open to certain things. So you're you put restrictions out and they have to go around the restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. So Gojo is gonna make you comfortable enough so that some of these restrictions go down. Mm. Because you think you're gonna be overwhelmed with information. I don't think you will. Well, I also just don't want to know things sometimes because it's a lot for me. Like sometimes I want to say a lot of people will ask like, oh, are you really drained after readings? Yada, yada, yada. And I think M feels the same way, but no, I actually have more energy. Uh, I don't get tired after doing readings because we're perceiving and receiving that energy. So we don't feel drained or whatever, but... I would say the hardest thing about some readings is getting information that I, as a person, would be upset about. And that's usually the hardest thing. I don't want to receive things like that. And it scares me. So I only want to receive information that is important to the person across from me, first and foremost. And I feel like small amounts of it that I'm okay with. And some that I'm not, I receive whether I, the person that I'm talking to, my client asks or not, because it's important to them. But then everything else, I would rather them prompt me with a question and then have an answer than just all of this information all at once. But yeah, but your spirit Which is clear cognizance. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And I can't deal with that. It's hard. Your spirit guides already know all of the things that make you uncomfortable. It's just a trusting that they're going to feed it to you in a way that's not overwhelming don't have that which is why you have boundaries but your gojo spirit guide is going to open the boundaries with clear cognizance (laughs) okay and uh, most people don't know what's going on because you keep talking about your gifts changing but we're not talking about how your gifts are changing Liv's readings usually go in a similar way in the sense of she normally gets information that's very literal it's very like you see it and that's exactly how it is but now she's been getting souls coming forward that speak in a very metaphorical spirit guidey type of way where what you see is not what you get (laughs) well once I first started doing readings I thought medium readings were talking to dead human souls yeah I mean I guess but also human souls still give me the weird metaphors because that's how my brain works Mm. I feel like, well, no, they also give me metaphors too, or will say things in more of a open-ended, mystical sort of way because they can't necessarily give you the answer. They just have to say things in a way that will allow you to understand the answer. It's kind of like getting around the loophole of, we can't tell you what you need to do. So here's a crossword puzzle to figure it out. The answers are in the crossword puzzle, but you just you didn't know that you had a crossword puzzle type well, also, thing. Also, you as the psychic medium don't need to know all of the context and background stories. You just need to know the right things to say. So sometimes well, and that's, when they give you a metaphor, that's what they want you to say. Okay. Because the person across from you will get it. Yes. And I feel like that is something that's been bothering me too <laughs> is one yeah. of the things that I've been learning is that souls will step forward. And I always say as a medium, like, 
I can't give you information. I don't know these things about you. Spirit guides that are allowed to have that information and the souls around you and their spirit guides, whatever, your spirit guides, are the ones that know this information. I don't know diddly squat. They're the ones that just tell me. I am a mere meat sack of which information comes out in a silly, obnoxious way. So some people have been getting tripped up, and even me, because it's my own egotistical idea, of that, why is this soul coming forward, this great-grandfather or past life that my client wouldn't actually know anything about or be able to relate to because they've never met them or had a physical relationship with? But they're telling me and have been explaining over the past few weeks that it doesn't matter if the person that comes through for my client knows who they are or had a relationship with them. It's just, this is the person. Here's some supporting details of what this person is if you need or who they are if you need to look it up or for whatever reason is important to my client. But regardless of if you know them or had a relationship or not, the only thing that's important is the information that is coming to you from them because they're here to give that information to you. Yeah. Because when I do tarot readings, a lot of times people don't tell me how it makes sense because that would take forever for them to give me context. So I don't need the validation. I just know that I'm saying what makes sense to them, even though I don't know what the backstory is. Yeah. And that's hard for me. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. And they've been helping me with that slowly by having souls come forward to my clients that my clients will not know. So that is Ah, taking away the validation because my client can't validate who that person is, which is how all of my readings start is validating who that person is. Yeah. And then it goes from there. And for me, it's not validating the person anymore. It's validating the information that that person is giving to my client. Yeah. So like I was saying with Liz (laughs) gifts changing, she keeps having like, she's talking about those souls that are not what she expects. And I was asking her spirit guides because I was like, why is she getting souls that would like be able to talk to me? Because like, obviously I'm getting the information really easily. Why is she struggling to get the information? She's supposed to be like the guru. Like she's supposed to know what she's doing in this place and I don't know what I'm doing type of thing. And he was basically like, she has reached her cap. She has reached her limit of, when I say limit, it's like, you are so good at what you're doing right now that there's no other things that you can learn at the level that you're at. You need to go up to the next level in order to increase the strength of your gifts. So Gojo is trying to prepare you for that. And that's when your next spirit guide is going to come in because then things are going to come in in a more powerful way, but you need to be ready for it to happen. So I asked you if Gojo speaks to you in a specific way because I feel like he gives you visual stimulus, also auditorial stimulus, but he's telling me that he has to give you a stimulus in order for you to get claircognizant information. So that's his way around it, but he wants to just give you claircognizant information. So that's why he's making you uncomfortable during readings. But that's how Liv's gifts are changing, is they're trying to make her more reliant on claircognizant information because it has more information faster. So you're just at your cap and now things have to change. It's you weird. To keep growing. Weird. Well, yeah. So those are some of Liv's walls. If by the time our business continues to grow and we become old, successful, and take over the world and the chaotic good that I need, if I can't fucking levitate shit with my mm-hmm. mind, That's like Mob thing. 100, then Liv- I'm going to be pissed. You better tell Gojo's 
fucking assholeness right now that if I can't levitate shit with my mind, I ain't want to. I don't want to play. <laughs> so Liv wants to become a green witch uh, and do like vloggy type things well, it's where gonna she be becomes on- a green witch on Patreon. Yeah, and uh, that's a witchy thing. People like move things with their mind. Maybe you can do that. <laughs> my mom used to take me to her psychic tarot reader who I think was also more of a medium but didn't want to do medium stuff and uh, she bent a spoon with her mind I think because I remember she had like this weird just like mom's <laughs> ornate spoon like hanging on her wall and I remember being like eight or nine talking to her dead dog who she used to feed bacon strips and coffee to every morning his name was Scrappy by the way uh, and I was like, what's the spoon in there? She's like, oh, that's just one of my achievements. And then when I left, my mom was like, she bent it with her mind. And I was like, what? what? So I'm just telling Gojo and the rest of my spirit team right now that if they're trying to level me up and the end result is not bending things with my mind or levitating things or taking over the world in the chaotic good that it needs, then I don't want it. You're going to get it whether you want it or not. If I can't levitate you, uh-huh. I'm going to lose it. Also, Gojo talks in a very, um, what sword? Forward? Nicely, it would be a matter of fact. Yeah. He speaks in a very douchebag way. Yeah. That's because if we were both bros, we'd Which be Which makes dude sense bros. of why you give me readings and I become more annoyed. Dude bros. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyways, (laughs) so protection. I used to think that I didn't protect myself in various ways. The door was one of them that M reminded me of. Now I have these other sort of ways in which I protect myself. Continue to elaborate on the ways in which I use protection that I don't fucking know about. Well, A, I'm going to make you, I'm going to turn it around on you and you're going to do the same thing for me. However, your next one that I've seen you do is we went to the opera house and we did our first official ghost investigation and there were these weird shadow people and that's where Liv was like pushing her energy out what kind of energy were you pushing out I was using white light in that instance what energy did you see you were sitting next to me while I was trying not to shit yeah. your pants I'm trying to listen because when I was there I was listening to it um it's white on the inside and gold on the outside yeah you are correct <laughs> Yeah, I was like, it's not just white light. Because I was like, is it actually white light, Liv? Yeah, no. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I, it is white light with gold. That's usually my go-to for things. Um, but Well, white, white, gold, and pink are my go-to. White light, like I said, is hard to emit because you have to literally just think it's impossible for them to get through it. So when you're scared because this thing is like making your music box go a lot faster than it's supposed to be going yeah yeah. it's a little scary to like continue to have this confidence that this energy is going to stay put it was not okay (laughs) we have this motion sensor music box that i like and then these dark shadow people made it play twice as fast twice as fast it's not supposed to it's do that it's not programmed you can't do that unless you literally race your hand across the top of it and break it 
<laughs> I was very scared. And every time I lost my nerve, it would start going again. And I was like, no. Yeah, that doesn't, other people use music boxes and that doesn't happen to them either. Yeah. It happens in the same like stanza, the same beat, tempo, whatever. Wait, what, what doesn't happen to them? They have music boxes. Mm -hmm. Their music boxes don't play twice as fast as oh, they're oh. supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's why I was very scared. There yeah. was three of them and they were on all three sides. And when the little children were like, they're here, no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you could tell every time that her energy started like sucking back in because the music box would start playing again. It was not okay. But that is a good example of pushing white energy out. But again, it's really hard. So what I usually try to explain to people, well, okay, there's different energy for different people. So different things are going to work for different people. The easiest thing that I can recommend to people is what I like to call the Patronus charm. The Patronus charm uses like pink energy, which is unconditional love. So if you have watched Harry Potter, there is a spell called the Patronus charm. And the way in which you cast the spell is you have to be engulfed in your happiest moment. And all of those happy memories usually entail when the character feels most loved. So for you, if you feel as if there are dark things around you, the best way to protect your energy is to literally think of a moment in which you felt the most love and surround yourself in that energy. Because that is going to be easier for you to get your mind in check and have your intentions in check. Because again, you're physically thinking about this memory that's going to allow you to keep your focus on something oh really yeah when i do the pertona stuff i put my love on them i don't think about the happiest thing that i well had. yeah pink love is usually a protective thing yeah where you feel most loved well if there's a dark thing in the room mm -hmm. i will and it's just me not anyone else i'll put the love around them yeah and constrict the fuck out of them <laughs> like a pink i don't know boa from hell and i'm like oh you're so cute no one's told you that you got a nice smile something yeah. stupid like that that's one of the easiest ways i can explain that to people because mm -hmm. being able to put love around something that frightens yeah. you is more powerful than however scary that thing is yeah i've also explained using blue light for people because that's higher spiritual mm -hmm. understanding because those people that had those big red walls that are trying to protect themselves against the clairsentient abilities that they have, understanding those emotions are going to make them more quiet for you. You're going to not be as affected by the emotions because if you're an empath, like people like to use the word empath, and you're putting up this red wall which makes things heavier, the emotions are going to be harder for you to deal with. However, if you used blue light, which is more of a high vibrational light, it's also this understanding. It's going to allow you to make those emotions lighter. It's going to allow you to understand them and move through them, even if they're not your own emotions. But yeah, those are the types of light that I explained it, that you should use if you don't really know what you're doing with the like white light type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So my turn. Your turn what? I told you that I would turn the tables on you and you would have to tell me all of the ways I use to protect myself. Oh, how... Good luck. How the turns have tabled. Because uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Other than that Patronus thing. I used to also 
Zoroth is a cloud, so I would imagine so you him around me. you things around you? Oh, yeah. Aud- auditory. Well, one of the things that your spirit guides explained to you, because I was asking you, how did you do that weird light energy thing when we were in the opera house? <laughs> and they were like, she's very clairsentient, so that's why she's explaining to you how she works with horses in the sense that you have to be bigger than the horse and not move your feet that is a clairsentient understanding that I am the authoritative figure here and you need to listen to me. That is what you generally use is this clairsentient feeling. Clairsentience is hard for me, so I use sound. They told me if you speak things into existence, it will help you put your energy out there. So if the scary things happen again, just start talking about it and it will stop. Interesting. I, uh, you click things around you. Do you know that? No. Okay. You know, <laughs> like, they're trying to give me, like, uh, an anime reference, but they've also been using a lot of references that are important to other people or that other people would know, but I don't know about it. <laughs> so it's really hard. Okay. So, you know, those little poppier thingies, like popper things that you buy during 4th of July and then you hit them on the ground. They go, yeah. Okay, you do that, but you do it with this little gold yellow sort of energy around you. It's like these little sparks and they sound like when things backfire. Interesting. Yeah, I usually try to lower my energy and push a wall out. Is that what I'm doing? Because I don't know that I can put a wall that calm out. Well, I don't think it's necessarily that it's calm. It's just that it's like these like little pop, 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 pop. I know, but what I'm saying is when I imagine pushing a wall out, the wall is calm. However, I don't have that type of energy. (laughs) To push out a wall? Yeah, I imagine myself pushing out a red wall to scare things away from me, like being bigger than it type of energy. Oh, but it's red. But I also just don't, yeah, but I also just Uh don't have... I don't have this calming energy. I have a very skittery energy. So it makes more sense that it manifests in these like poppers. Ah, okay. But I try to surround myself in a low pitch sound. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the pops aren't low pitched though. It's almost like you diffuse their energy. It's because my energy is too skittery. Nervous. Ah, got it. So it's hard for me to emit a red wall because mm. that's calm and low. Got it. Yeah. Because uh, we did a video on the conjuring house and this spirit in the conjuring house basement was talking about how he emits this low pitch energy that protects things. So they're like, high pitch energy is hard for you to figure out. So just emit a low pitch energy. So that's what I do. And apparently it manifests in little pops. <laughs> oh, yeah. You also like to just, mm, you know how Raven from Teen Titans mm-hmm. has that like weird shadow thing that she does with the floor. Yeah. That's what you do too. I don't know what you mean. You like have this weird shadow thing that you put on the floor and it anchors you. Weird. Uh. She like puts the shadows around things and uses telekinesis to move them. Yeah. You like put your shadow on the floor but it anchors you. And then you got these little mean? poppy pops that are like <laughs> sound like when that dude that you like from My Hero Academia, his little flamey hands, like, don't work. It's like, Bakugo? Yeah. Like when they just, like, <laughs> pop, you know? It's like, okay, have you ever heard the noise that s- the planes, like, the B-52, like, mm-hmm. 
what are they called stealth bombers the stealth bombers make when they break the sound barrier it's like that giant popping noise okay that's and what i it, do that subconsciously when do i do that i don't know i'm just asking them what you do because i don't pay attention to it and they're telling me okay i have another question what happens when i'm scared that's the poppy thing that you do ah because you don't know that you're doing it uh-huh but the anchor thing i think you might know that you do you just don't understand it oh that's the low pitch energy yeah Mm-hmm. it literally is like the our mic stands but bigger yeah yeah it feels and looks like that it's weird is it black mm-hmm. low pitch energy bada bing mm-hmm. yeah another way that i use to protect myself is to have information about things so I'm very clairaudient. Hearing information about things makes them less intimidating. So when we were talking about the chair guy. <laughs> Who's the chair guy? Uh, the devil's rocking chair guy. The beast. In the Twin City thing? or in the, the Sam and Colby video. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because they referenced that in the Twin City thing because it was annoying us. So Once I had information about them, they weren't scary anymore. Same oh. thing with Annabelle. Because knowledge is power, my dude. Well, it's a combination of claircognizant and clairaudient information. Ah. And those are the two strongest clairs that I have. Got it. Is that why you kept talking about the scary things and making the temperature drop in the Twin Cities and then the little girls got scared and were like, peace out, we gotta go home. Information. Ah. Mm-hmm. I was Clairaudience. just happy that it wasn't so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you weren't seeing them. They were standing behind us in that weird hole in the floor with the ladder. What? By the fuzzy Muppet stairs or straight across the stage? No, we were on the other side of the, the stage. Yeah. There's a hole in the floor and there's a ladder that goes down. Oh. That's where it was standing. I didn't see that. I thought they were standing. behind you. Behind me? Yeah, it was behind us. Well, we that's were sitting horrifying. Here. It was like back behind me here. That's horrifying. Yeah, but I could feel them because that's where the cold energy was coming from. Mm. You're welcome. I felt the portal, but. Yeah, the portal is over here. So we were here. This was the uh, little hole in the floor out in the corner. And then on the other side of the corner, you had the portal. Yeah, because I was closest to the portal and the weird dude with the wine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I was just happy that it wasn't so hot up there for a second. And then you and Anthony started, like, pooping each other's pants. And, and the boo buddy was, I am cold. I was like... <laughs> that's a good one you're really funny if you guys want to hear that that's going to be our twin city opera house podcast that may or may not already be available so go look for it oh no it'll be to. out okay because you got part two of shadow man manor and then you have twin city opera house well then there you go go listen to that if you haven't listened to it it'll be like episode 77 i think 77 or 78 something like that but yeah uh, other ways that you protect yourself yeah you do a lot of weird sound things that i never yeah, listen audience. to ever <laughs> it's really weird definitely don't listen to it at all yeah but when i asked my spirit guides because you do things clairsentiently they're like don't do it clairsentiently do it clairaudiently mm. makes sense makes sense so i think the other thing that you do is you uh have but i mean i've been telling you this for months is your piece of paper <laughs> so Oh. That's just not how you... I mean, it kind of is how you protect yourself, though. It's like when a little kid keeps things that make them feel comfortable type thing. I don't use it. I know, so I don't know why it's there. (laughs) But you, like, refuse to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm emotionally attached to it because I'm autistic. You're welcome. It can't leave because it's supposed to be there. That's why I have so many plates. Oh! oh. <laughs> they have to be there because they've been there. I wouldn't know what the, the cabinet looked like without them there. It would be distressing. Honestly, autistic. the fact that my plates that I ordered for my wedding are not what I wanted them to be we could literally solve the problem by just using the plates in your pantry. It has to be the same plates. What do you mean? You can't change the plates. That goes against the autism thing. It has to be the same. Exactly the same. I'll know if it's different. I'm just saying that you have 70 plates at I least. can't move. So I we gotta could stay use there. them for my wedding. I gotta stay there. <laughs> wow. So that's how you protect yourself. <laughs> well, how do I do it when I do readings? Because you have those like walls where people have to ask questions. Do I have weird things like that? They're probably just fear-based. In the You're looking at me. I can't talk. Stop looking at me. Look the other way. <laughs> yeah, they're like you don't have any metaphysical um what I is it? I don't have like doors like you do. They're telling me of planes. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um which is interesting. So they showed me a black space, which is where spirits come in for me. Um but they showed me like how I could see if there were platforms that were clear. I know exactly what you're talking about now, but I don't know if they're walls. It it's just like you don't limit yourself necessarily in the sense of like I don't let things do things unless they ask like permission-wise. I look at the planes. Yeah, but sometimes you don't focus on the higher or lower planes. So it's weird. It's like Yeah, cuz remember what I was talking to you about the fact that it was like I was in an elevator, but the elevator stopped in between two floors and there's like stuff above and stuff below. That is mm -hmm. how I experience my mediumship. It's so it's like confusing. Weird. Yeah, cuz literally remember when I was I was telling you about your spirit guide and I was like she's up there in the sky because she's not ready to come in yet. Mm, yeah, and I see them just like farther away or yeah, like you have sides. You have a left side and a right side. Minor you have fucking up, down, and in the middle? Yes. That's weird as shit. And I didn't know that was a thing. I was just like, oh, they're up in the sky. Literally during my readings, I'll be looking in the sky and they're like, What the hell are you looking at? I'm like, Well well, there's a spirit guide that's behind me and up in the sky. So excuse me as I like talk the other direction from my phone. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, they say the ones that you are scared to get information from that maybe what you say is quote-unquote intimidating. I don't think you're really that scared of them. You just, that's your egotistical brain. What you have to do yeah. is you have to elevate or lower your energy. I think that's how you're going to be able to be better. Because like for me, you tell, like how you tell me that my energy is really easily able to go like this, right? That goes with my clairsentience of if I'm dealing with horses, I can be an asshole one second and then when the horse needs something that is completely calm cool and collected mm -hmm. i can be that for it yeah that's my energy your energy is not i don't think it has as many peaks and troughs it has the pop pop stuff which is like <laughs> smaller ones so if you need to talk to a certain soul or being you have to be like this is my energy pop 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 kapow pop 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 kapow you know what i'm saying how do i do that <laughs> fuck if i know i don't do things that way that's well, I mean, you do do. Do do. do, do. <laughs> wow. Children. You just do it. You already know how to do it. So tell me your secrets, Liv. 
you that can um you can be three fucking fire signs at once bradley oh, told me the other day that the best way he would describe my demeanor when it comes to emotions both anger and everything else is that of hades from hercules yeah, they're, ex- they're explaining. It's like you turn the volume up on things. Like, I can't hear you. And then it starts screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so interesting. What do you do when you do that? When Hades is like, he immediately shoots flames out of every orifice. And then a second later, he snaps his fingers and goes, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. That's me. Literally every day of my life. What do these planes mean? I'm now freaked out if you were wondering. I, don't I wasn't know. expecting I, you to tell me that because I just thought that happened to you. Apparently not. No, I have things that go in front and behind me, but they're all usually on the same plane. And Gojo's telling me, no, they're not. That's a part of the things that you're going to learn. But anyways, we're talking about you, not me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm still getting information. Yeah. I don't know. It's really weird. It's like when you put invisible shelves on walls. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm aware because I experience it. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. I honestly just was like, I don't know. She's asking me questions and I'm not receiving information. So maybe I had to lower my energy mm. to get that information. Does that help you? Yes. Okay. How do you do that? The same way. Do you zone out more? How do you raise it then? Emotionally, I think is the easiest way for me to do it. Or sentience. Yeah. Well, when I protect people though too going back to protection since this fucking episode is going to be about how our gifts change and how we protect people because the universe wants it to be that way (laughs) and it's a metaphysical shower thought so this is what you get also why i think that the sound for it should be a flushing toilet because everything's going down the drain (laughs) we can't have more things about poop i'm trying to make Ah! this not about poop (laughs) you literally just laughed at doo-doo because i knew you would I was laughing at your uh, expectation of laughter. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> anyway, What were you talking about? You were asking me how to raise and lower things. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I was talking about protection. Um, so when I was protecting us at the opera house, since that's something we've talked about, I've found out that for me focusing on energy around somebody or pushing energy out or tacking it on to someone like around their body as sort of like an energy field is easier for me to continuously do instead of what I was doing at the opera house what would you describe it to be like when I was at the opera house what pushing your energy out mm-hmm. sorry they're telling me about it <laughs> do you think there's a limit to your energy I don't necessarily think that there's a limit to it. However, the way in which I was pushing my energy out there, how would you explain it to look like? Because it's harder for me to do. What, to imagine what it looked like? Mm -hmm. Well, it was really close to you, and then you started trying to push it out further, but that's when it started getting harder to do. And was I pushing it out away from my body or on the floor? It was like from your chest. Mm. It was like a few feet up. I know that you say that you draw things on the ground. Yeah. But the, it was up from your chest. It came from the, your center. Well, that's your interesting. Heart, your heart chakra. I wouldn't have thought of that. Because the way I was envisioning it and trying to push it out is I envisioned taking all of my energy and pushing it through the floor. Because that's what they were telling me. That that's what you do. Yeah. Because I was like, uh, that, that's not what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. And it's uh, it's a lot harder to do that. 
to where it looks like like ballooning it out like one of those well I don't know you were weird as a child you like played in a parking lot and kids gossiped at you but we had like this really big giant we called it parachute and all the kids would go on well, every... They gave us a parachute, but it wasn't during recess. We did it during gym class. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we would play parachute. And that's kind of how I try to push my energy out is like in a parachute sort of form so that it touches the ground and anyone within that sort of vicinity is within that energy field. However, it's hard for me because for whatever reason, different from when I just encase individual people by themselves with energy me pushing my energy down into the ground and out is uh, harder and I feel like it's connected to my breathing. And I know that seems really stupid, but every time I envision it, I can only push it out when I exhale. And then when I inhale, it moves back. It's because you're very clear sentient. Yeah. You focus on what's happening within your body to push things out. That's why. Because you don't need to do that. I know. That's which... why you felt like, that's why I was explaining to you that you, that I thought you thought that there was an, a limit there is a limit it happens when you are breathing yeah however it like comes back when you like yeah which so is why it's scary when you were watching that come back you're like <gasps> and then it goes even further back yeah which is why it's scary but if i do people individually I, it's easy for me to do that i just don't feel like it's as powerful as if i were to push it out through the floor and keep it there i just don't know how to keep it there well, it doesn't go into the floor. It goes literally as a circle around you, but it comes from your center because your heart's the one that pushes it out, not your lungs. Mm. But you perceive it in a different way, in a physical way, because you're a physical being and you're very clairsentient. Yeah. So which you is feel the energy going out. Silly. Mm-hmm. So I'll work on it. Because when I do the same thing that you're talking about, I listen to it. Because mm. mm-hmm. I do it for people too. Yeah. Like physical people. Oh. Like, don't fucking talk to me because I'm going to start emitting horrible sounds. Get away from me. <laughs> yeah. It's literally like this low pitched screeching sound. Wow. That I try to emit so that people are less likely to walk up to me and talk to me. I do screeching sounds to get the bees to go away. Does it work? Yes. You said that you do a low pitched one, but it's when like, we went to go get ice cream. That's the sound. It's horrible. Yeah. I hope they never come near me. <laughs> Works with bees. Sometimes it doesn't work with people because they fucking suck. Well, they're just that dense. Yeah. Those are the ones I don't want coming up to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Other protection things that you have. Other protection things. Know about. I did chamomile flowers in my house. Fuck if I know why. Yeah, cleansing techniques. We talked about cleansing techniques with the uh, stones where you were like, I want to do water. And I was like, you can only do that for certain stones because it will start to break down and become make the water toxic. Yeah. And I was like, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to lick all these rocks. And she's like, just don't lick the porous ones. I said, and I was like, I'm no, you can't do lick. that. And you were like, well, why not? You like to use sound. Why can't we use water? And I was like, because water will break down things <laughs> geologically. Let's just talk about cleansing. If you want to make an Olivia turn into not a Hades, you put me in a pond, mm-hmm. a river preferably, or a creek. Or you get a tree Oh, you touch a tree. I fucking love trees and water. But the what you were explaining, you explained that a tree breathes in carbon monoxide and pushes out oxygen. So you perceive the same thing happening when you're touching a tree to pull in the dark stuff and breathe out the good stuff. So that's why you're touching it. That's Is that how it. I explained it to you with the carbon monoxide and stuff? Uh-huh. I don't remember that, but that's <gasps> a really smart fucking idea. 
that was not me talking just so you know you told me after you walked away from the tree because you're like i know that was weird but that's why i did that i was like okay yeah made me feel better (laughs) hug a tree cleanse yourself my dudes yeah because i cleanse things with sound as well so tarot cards i tap on them and give them little tappy taps and then i also have these lovely bells that are i think the one okay i think they might all both have people in them there was one i got them from the antique shop one of them that i picked up that i did not purchase uh there was a woman that was angry that i was picking them up because she's like you're gonna do witchy things with this and this is not for that this is a holy thing and i was like okay i'm gonna go put this back be right back so i picked up a christmas bell and then that one looks like a fairy the little one what's the copper one the copper one the copper oh, bells. that one yeah well those aren't the bells that i bought from the antique shop i got that from my grandma uh, why copper ones yeah the ones that are over there that's a wind chime is that the one that has the men in it or a man Dude, i don't know oh the i literally one. just got it from my grandma and it's downstairs because i don't want my cats to play with them <laughs> is the lady in the flower one uh in the flower bell yeah yeah there's a lady in there i feel like she made it that's cute mm-hmm. and then the other one is more disconnected the red bell that i have upstairs it's a christmas bell so i feel like they just had it and they were like i'm gonna sell this or bring it to an antique shop or secondhand shop I think Fennel, my dog, she's a Newfoundland. She just turned one. You guys, she uh, might be clear audience because she likes when I do donko bongo and I bang on her tummy. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I go, she likes to be in between your legs. So I'll stand over top of her and then I'll take my hands and I'll like drum on the sides of her chest. Mm-hmm. And she, I call it donko bongo and she gets real excited. Donko bongo. It's how you cleanse the fennel with, with the sound energy of donko bongo. Yeah, Liv used chamomile flowers chamomile 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 i don't know her i don't know who was telling me that i think it was a spirit guide or you they were showing me little flowers that look like daisies but they're tiny and you're like those are chamomile flowers and i was like those are what you need just in your house growing because your house like reflects everything we talked about it in one of our podcasts but she uses chamomile cam what is it chamomile chamomile Flowers. I think that might be a dyslexia thing as well. Or chamomile. I've heard chamomile. people say chamomile. it both ways. Envelope. Envelope. Chamomile. really hate when people say envelope. Envelope. Anyways. I hate when people say oranges. Envelope. Or- oranges. And yeah, yeah, instead of oranges, oranges. It's a southern thing. They also say ornery instead of ornery. It's just the envelope thing. Just say envelope, not envelope. There's no O. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but I think ways of protection would uh translates to your clairs. Oh, you like to smoke about. cleanse things too. Mm-hmm. I like smoke cleansing, but and also sound things. Fire makes me nervous coming from a triple fire sign. Well, you told me that my uh, is it my past life higher self? You gave me an Akashic Records reading and you told me I was this green ball that designed fire. And they showed me, like, the code behind fire, and that's why I have such a connection to fire. Did I die in a fire? Yes. Is that why I don't like fire? Because that immediate, clear, like, claircognizantly came into my mind for a second when I talked about how I'm a double, triple fire sign. Sorry. Um, I think your house was on fire. Yeah. And your family was in there, so you went in there to go and save them, and it did not end up well for you. Sorry. Yeah, I don't like it. That was it. an intrusive thought that you, you just in, instigated for me. Was I a dude? 
yes because i thought you were a woman but it's because you're looking at the woman i'm in the third person i think that's what it is third person fourth first person first person dude i have a lot of trauma all of a sudden what with fire yeah anyways we're just gonna ignore that we can talk about that later yeah i like to smoke cleanse things and that translates a lot to the clairs in the sense of i can visually see it happening and visually seeing it allows me to connect clairsentience and have the feeling of like heaviness leave me by watching it happen through objects so i do it with tarot cards i do it with like charms and uh what's the last thing stones but when you watch the smoke go through it you just have to imagine all of the anxiety and sadness being removed from your body as well and that will do it to the object in which you are cleansing so that's how you smoke but it's a visual stimulus so if you're very clairvoyant that would work and it's a very clairsentient thing at least for me so if you're very clairsentient that is another way of doing things but i think your uh protection things are they're like special to you especially based upon the clairs that are strongest for you that is going to make the make it the most powerful so if you are one of those people like us or if you're an empath or you're trying to like protect your energy or separate things it's very much just an understanding of how your energy is, what you're doing now, and an understanding of like what your clairs are because that's going to make it easier for you to get your intentions and your mind set in place. If your most powerful clair is Claire Gustin's, how would you uh, like to tell our viewers how to protect themselves using the power of Claire Gustin's? That's taste, right? <laughs> yeah. They're telling me if you know, you like a lot of envelopes. If you imagine the taste of some point in which you felt most loved. So if your grandma made like some really good ass pie, you just remember the taste of pie and that will get everything else in line for you. Or you tell that demon that you're not afraid of cannibalism <laughs> and that he's going to taste great on a salami sandwich. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> You ever had demon flavored ice cream before? So if you have Claire Gustins or Claire Aliens with just taste or smell, just tell everything that you're going to eat it. Try to imagine a taste or smell where you felt the most at peace or happy. You look at that dark entity and you say, Get in my belly. Sorry. <laughs> or you can use the fire sign version of what Liv is telling you. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Jesus Christ. Just walk up to something that scares you and be like, Get in my belly! I bet you taste good. <laughs> <laughs> Let me lick you. Oh, God. <laughs> Beelzebub. Gluttony. Do you think he licks things? I don't know, but... A lot of envelopes. That's his seven deadly sin. There's seven, right? I don't know. You're the one seven, that went to nine. school. There's nine. I think there's nine layers of hell and seven, seven deadly sins. And what are the other the two? Just fun? Like frosting? What are you talking about? The well, other said two of what? You said there's nine layers, but seven ones that have things. So then what are the other two of the nine? Is it just like... They don't relate to the seven deadly sins. I'm just dyslexic and can't remember which one is which. Oh. Numbers are hard. Got it. I mean, yeah. I was thinking like an ice cream cake, you know, where they have like the ice cream middle and then like the nice no. frosting on the outside. I think it gets colder and colder. It's based upon Dante's Inferno. That makes no sense. If hell is supposed to be on fire, why would it get colder? No, there are some mythologies where hell is actually frozen over. It's cold. 
Is that why when people say when hell freezes? Yeah. But there wouldn't that be other, possible? There are other mythologies that they think they're burning alive. But in Dante's Inferno, which is the big story of the nine layers of hell or the seven layers of hell because dyslexia, um, <laughs> the first layer is where it's more hot. So you go into hell and there's like this riverbank around it. And the first layer is this riverbank that's like boiling hot. And all of the people, I forget what they do. I think it's associated to like anger. If you do things out of anger, so you the go. Electric slide. You go into the water, the boiling water, and based on how many of your sins that you've done, you're more deeper into the water and you're burning in that boiling water. And then there's a minotaur, which is like half, I think, goat, half person. I think a minotaur is half bull, half person. Okay, half bull. He stands at the gates to make sure that, well, he stands at the gates, and then there are, I believe, centaurs, which are half horse, half people. Okay. That shoot arrows at you if you try to get out of the river and that's the first layer of hell the second layer of hell is a forest where if you commit suicide you are put into a tree and then harpies which are half lady half wait bird. is that why there's a suicide forest i don't know but that a lot of with me a lot of mythologies you'll see people in trees and that's associated to dante's inferno on the second layer of hell i mean they go in the trees and the oh that's cool i didn't think about that yeah that's weird yeah parallels well i mean for hell they actually become the tree so i would are like to be a tree so and then the harpies like pick off of them the harpies are the half lady half birds you're welcome so i can sit in a river burning a fire those are just the first two layers. I think there are either seven or nine more. And that's if we're angry? I think it's associated to each layer is based upon what sin you do, but I don't remember what they specifically are. Obviously, the suicide forest is if you commit suicide. That's the sin. The first layer, I think it's doing things out of spite or anger, but I'm not entirely sure that could be wrong. I mean, that's my entire existence. But the only reason I know those two is because I made a video game with the first two layers of hell. Oh. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, if you want to not go into the forest, you only have to live your life in spite. You just have to. And then to... you get to be in the river, which is one layer up. <laughs> well, I like rivers and water. I don't like fire. Do you like them burning hot? That are burning your skin while you're in them and you can't get up because if you get up, an arrow will go through your body. I think there's a song That's in there somewhere. Fell. <laughs> Something about getting up. So now we all know that the first layer of hell is for Liv. Yes. <laughs> Where she wants to be in boiling hot water. <laughs> is it water or lava? It's water. It's a river. It's red. Oh, I come in there. It's blood red. I come in there with a lot of fucking tea bags. <laughs> And you just make tea. With naked people in the river. I mean, if they're naked, that's fine. But you I'm bringing naked people tea. My, I that's think it's really called dark. Power Mint or Super Mint. It's by Stash. And it's like all of the mints combined. Jesus and it's one of my favorite. What? You're making tea out of people. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm making tea with the boiling hot water that I'm damned that to And people be- are boiling in. <laughs> they're just consequently uh-huh. in the same surroundings of where I am consequently yes in the same surroundings as me while I'm trying to make some tea Jesus Christ. 
Christ. I'll come down there dressed as fucking Yankee goddamn doodle with a, like four cases of tea. It'll be like the Boston Tea Party all over again. They're going to be like, who invited this asshole? We should just cover the nine or seven layers of hell. That would be really fun because you best know I'm going to be there with some tea. Jesus Literally Christ. and figuratively. You're spilling the tea in the boiling red river with all of those people burning in the river the centaurs and minotaurs i'm charging them that's how you make a buck you're charging them people tea the people are just (laughs) happenstancely there what are you putting in the tea i have tea bags you make you make tea with boiling hot water and tea bags but you put things in boiling hot water and you've already got the people in the boiling hot water that's okay. Oh, God. It's fine. It's fine. You ever been fine. to a public pool? Oh, God. I don't make tea out of the pool water. But if you had to, it's what Also, you- the pool is not boiling, people. Okay. Okay. And if the water's boiling, also, all- the water is red. You think that's just normal? It's probably blood. No, they probably got some fancy lights on the ceiling. Oh, for sure. Their budget's very high. Nope. <laughs> because I keep taking all of their money selling them tea. Well, how is their budget high if you're taking all their money? Because they get it from the higher ups. The higher ups? You yes. mean the lower ups? No, no, the higher ups. Like, you know, God and stuff. Why would God give them things? <laughs> Where's the line? So anyway, you have anything else about protection? I also just want to talk about how if the water is boiling hot, that's entirely sanitary. It doesn't matter if people die. It doesn't matter if they pee. If someone floats a biscuit, that shit's dead. The only thing yeah, that matters- Yeah, but it probably tastes like people. Is my tea. And possibly blood. Nah, it'll be fine. Uh huh. Sure. T. Protection. You got anything else? Mm. You're gonna tell me more mind blowing things about how my mediumship works? You should tell me what these planes mean. Have they, do they have anything to do with what sides you have, or do you want to ask them why I don't have sides? It's like, the same reason why you, as a child, would describe someone as having a large head. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does that have to do with me? The planes and the sides thing. It, the planes make more sense to you, but no oh. one's talked to you about it because you've never told me about it. I didn't know it was happening and I didn't know it was not happening to you. <laughs> no, I don't get planes. Everything is on the same plane and as me. And also, I have told you about it. I just don't think you realized what was happening because I didn't realize what was happening. Because I told you, literally, it's like being in an elevator, but the elevator stopped in between two floors. When did you tell me this? And I'm in what context? I'm pretty sure it's in a podcast. <laughs> I just had an but intrusive thought a about lot. a past life of me burning alive. <laughs> me too. And you because think you that mentioned I'm paying it. attention? <laughs> I feel like I need therapy. Well, duh. We're <laughs> old souls. That's what it means. That's why I'm afraid of men. <laughs> mm. Because yeah. I have flashbacks of my past lives, like yeah. you just experienced. That's really weird. Very intrusively annoying. Dude's got a lot of uh, Where was anguish. I? Was I there? I was not in the house. Um, When you asked me, they'd show me a bluebird. So I don't know if you were a bluebird or you were a spirit. I don't think you were a bluebird. Is your, is your house brown? It looks kind of like a shack. No. I don't know if I know what a shack looks like, first of all. Is it not brown? No, I think it's white with blue shutters. Okay, then I don't know. On a farm. Because they show me in a brown house. Were you in the brown house? Possibly. Brown house, brown mouse. I don't think it was good for me either. Just my family didn't burn in a fire. 
Was You're like, I lived in a shack, but it's fine. I don't know. I feel like I'm blocking things because it makes me nervous. Well, <sighs> you can bother me for 45 minutes until we have our mediumship circle, which is on Patreon. So if you guys are interested in more content like this and watching me become a green witch and all of this other crazy crap that's about to happen, join Patreon. There's 320 people just like you that want to talk about this interesting, spoopy, paranormal, and metaphysical things. We also have readings. If you're interested in one, I'm booking out quite far. However, if you want a extremely epic tarot reading of multiple super Where cool Where I look at the planes of existence. <laughs> <laughs> you can book a tarot reading with them. It'll be a good time. But until next time, and whatever episode we're doing next, stay spoopy. Spoopy poopies. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. And are these are are you gonna list all of our three hundred and twenty one patrons? Yeah, I'm gonna put you in there somewhere. If you make it to four hundred, we'll stop listing everyone else off, and then you can hear what happens after we start talking instead of <laughs> trying to find the point in which we stop saying names. If you could leave an Apple podcast review too, that really helps us with a dad joke or any sort of interesting excerpt from whatever this podcast was just about because if you leave a dad joke we will say it in our next podcast and feature you because yeah. we, we like a good laugh you know someone gave us a five star on uh apple podcast but the title of the five star rating was duty heads yeah <laughs> didn't you read that one yeah i did it was hilarious and i really liked it it made me happy what's that one with the shih tzu a guy walks into a, I don't know. The guy had a bad time at the zoo. Yeah. Or there was like some Only sort of- Only one animal in the zoo and it, and was, it was a dog. It was a shih tzu. It was a shih tzu. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that one was on Google. It was on Google. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I saw it. Because I don't have a Apple podcast. So if you have Google, whatever the podcast platform is, you can do the same thing. You know? I'm trying to read these, but they don't let me see all of the rest of the things. Okay, so we got a dad joke from Charles607. Thank you, Charles. They said, why do hummingbirds hum? Because they don't know any words. I don't get it. Also, it'd be really hard if your tongue only came out really far from your face to actually make enunciations. You're a hummingbird. <laughs> Both reach for it. I'm closer. <laughs> but our hands touched. You're a towel. You don't have hands. You're also a hummingbird. They don't have hands either. Sorry about your hand. Uh, I don't know a joke about that. I hate to hand it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't have phalanges. If you guys like this content, make sure to subscribe, follow, or whatever you have to do for podcast things. All right, so... Thank you, because without all of you guys, this would not be possible. We have Ziggy, Misty, Living Susie, Noel, Jocelyn, Leanna, Kate, Adrian, Leah, Nancy, Chloe, Astral Heart, Jen, Cindy, Pink Lady, Joanna, Lily, Anthony, Elizani, Trinity, Because Jenna, Kara, Kimberly, Delila, Judy, AA, Hazuki, Lights at Midnight Podcast, Byron, Elise, Kenya, Brianna, Chloe, Lena, Rob, Jennifer, Metric, Nancy, Christine, Astral Walker, JT, Savannah, Christy, JD, Sarah, Todd, Eureka, Mia, Isabel, Jeremy's Random Life, Alex, Emily, Azale, Haley, Idhara, Faith, Alex, Alex, Caitlin, Suzuki, Sasuke Magician, Ciara, Laurel, 
Sierra, Lori, Mercedes, Christine, Terry, Christina, Sky, Marie, Sheba, Elise, Stephanie, Jay, Kiana, Tiger Lily, Chloe, Camilla, Natalie, Juan, Michelle, Joshua. I think I said your name was Jun last time. I'm so sorry. I'm dumb. Juan, Veronica, Miranda, Parker, Jennifer, Lauren, Shun. Oh, no, there it is. I got Juan probably. Esther, Brianna, Salvador, Hannah, Alexis, Aquarius, Natasha, Tiana, Izzy, Kat, Kate, Ashley, Anna, Paisley, Sharon, Melissa, Raggle Maggie, Tuesday, Sarah, Cole, Mama Lama, Danielle, Susie, Lisa, Charlotte, Logan, Allie, Leslie, Danielle, Jason, Kayla, Practical Sapphic, Samantha, Janice, Angelina, Justin, Kathy, Ashley, Veronica, Eureka, Rec, Baby Chim Chim, Gibby, TMQ927, Lexi, Petra, Sinji, Liam, Jay, Pamela, Lucas, the Spider Fanatic, Jasmine, Emily, Lolo, Keely, Lacey, Jinter, Ashley, Lanita, Kara, Sandrin, Kiera, Jennifer, Paige, Rena, Samantha, Clarissa, Laura, Charlie, Brittany, Miss Alice, Nelson, Sarah, Ashley, Sarah, Angie, Julie, Colleen, Synth, Sherry, Hannah, Ryan, Amy, Tasha, V, JCLO, Leslie, Shelly, Grisha, J, Denali, Jasmine, Julie, Brittany, Paige, Marion, Christina, Christopher, Sarah, Connor, Alicia, Vanna, Amber, Cece, Joylin, Paige, Brooklyn, Courtney, Rita, Abril, Aki, Karina, Sergio, Katya, Asteria, Stephanie, Brandy, Gaymeyer, Book, Lee, MM, Ashley, Dallas, Sarah, Elisa, Gannon, Veronica, Chris, Emily, Meredith, Lindsay, Beth, Ashley, Annalie, Tara, Brandy, Hazel, Marcy, Rosira, Megan, Faith, Jessica, Yassi, Glow, Francesca, Amba, Brooke, Ellie, Mia, Flavende, Leanne, O'Corona, Liliana, Anya, Abby, Kayla, Sarah, Abril, Sarah, April, Ashley, Cassie, Gramillion, Joanne, Keisha, Helen, Natalie, Alex, Sarah, Amanda, Tuna, Izzy, Katrin, Alexa, Shareholder, Sophia, Bria, Katie, Leanne, Bees, Brittany, Kendall, Shandy, Riley, Riker, Lillian, Lucretia, Christian, Kima, Samantha, Erica, Ian, Vanessa, McKenna, Shannon, Cindy, Kylie, Mev, Trinity, Cass, Anthony, Violet, Peyton, Mac, Jenny, Laurel, Bradley, Nas, Sherry, Katie, Charles, I didn't mess up your name, Katie, Flo, Abby, and Malake. You know, you never told me what my blocks were when I read people. You just told me how my readings work. Part two. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.